Hey guys, welcome back to the Authentic Uma podcast. I'm so excited to be on here today. In today's episode, we're going over the bowing position in our salah. So yesterday's episode was about the standing position in our salah. And so today I decided to go into now the bowing position. So let's get straight into it. A couple of things which I want to talk about in this episode is how we do the bowing position and what are some of the characteristics of the bowing position. Obviously the objective of anything in worship is to do it for the sake of Allah and to do it in the way that the prophet peace be upon him had done it and the way he had taught us to do it because of the popular hadith which is pray as you have seen me praying. So in today's episode I want to go over the site so where do we look when we are bowing also the arms and how our hands and our fingers should be and then I'm going to go into the state of mind and the fact that we need to be at ease in our ruku and then how our back should be positioned so let's get started with the first point which is about the site So back in my madrasa days when I just go to the madrasa and do whatever they were teaching me and really not question much I wouldn't question my mom and dad my brother or any molanas or anybody I just thought that okay these guys know about how I'm meant to do it and I'm not going to argue with them I'm just going to do it little did I know that that's the wrong way to treat things because anything in religion it has to come from the sources and the sources in Islam are the Quran and the authentic hadiths of the prophet peace be upon him after all he is the messenger and because he's a messenger we have to follow him and part of his message is the way he taught us how to pray and so making ruku bowing is something which he had taught us as well and so back in the day i wouldn't question about anything and i would just go along with whatever i was being told by madrasa and by my parents and my brother as well so in madrasa they never really taught us where to look when we are bowing generally speaking they didn't teach us how to do the bowing position and so a few years later after dropping out of madrasa and having a bad relationship with the molanas with the teachers after dropping out and then doing research a few years later i've come to realize that there are certain hadiths which speak about how the prophet peace be upon him had bowed and how he performed his ruku and that's where we get our information about religion from and so today i'm going to go into a couple of hadiths almost all of which are authentic and i think there's just one hasan hadith which means okay meaning the chain of narration is okay So this first hadith we're looking at regarding where to look is found in Ibn Hibban 4-332 and Al-Hakim 1-625. Now these two books now these two books are compilations of the two different scholars. So these are the two guys their names are Ibn Hibban and Al-Hakim. and these two guys are also scholars of islam and they also have got their books and their works and so in albani's book may allah have mercy on him he quotes a hadith taken from the references which i've just quoted so this is how the hadith goes aisha said may allah be pleased with her the messenger of allah peace and blessings of allah be upon him entered the kaaba and his gaze did not go beyond the site of his prostration until he came out this was classed as sahih by al albani in sifat salah an nabi peace and blessings of allah be upon him that's basically albani's book on performing salah the prophet's prayer described peace be upon him from beginning to end as though you see it 
So you can see from that hadith that what we're being told is that the Prophet peace be upon him would not look elsewhere besides his prostration the whole way throughout his prayer. Let's now move on into the second hadith which we'll be looking at. So this is what the hadith says. He, peace be upon him, used to incline his head during prayer and fix his sight towards the ground. This was narrated by Baihaqi and Hakim, who declared it sahih, authentic, and it is as he said. It also has a strengthening hadith reported by ten of his companions, may Allah be pleased with them all, transmitted by Asakir 17-202-2, stroke stroke see Irwa 354. So Asakir and Irwa are other scholars and their works and in their works there is that hadith which has been collected. The next hadith we're looking at is in Sahih Muslim, Book of Prayers, book number 4, hadith number 1005 and this is a Sahih hadith obviously because it's in Sahih Muslim. I just want to mention to you guys the part which is relevant to the bowing position where he looked. So this hadith is a long hadith which is describing how the Prophet peace be upon him had offered his salah, how he prayed. The hadith goes like this, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, who was the wife of the Prophet peace be upon him and the mother of the believers, may Allah be pleased with her, she reported, when he bowed, he neither kept his head up nor bent it down, but kept it between these extremes. So you can see from that small statement that the Prophet peace be upon him, whenever he went into the bowing position, he would not lift his head up or bend it down, but he kept it in between, meaning it was a straight position. So it means his head was not up or bent downwards, but it was kept flat and in line with his back. And so from that, you can see that when a person does that, their sight doesn't go anywhere else but kind of to the place of prostration. So I remember in my madrasa days, whenever I would bow, I would look at my feet. And so after doing my research, I've come to realize that that's not the right thing to do because that's how I felt that it should be. Because, you know, you're praying, meaning you're in a submissive state. And so you should be looking at your feet, something which is really low. But that's something which I had come up with myself. It wasn't something which I was taught by the madrasa because they didn't mention anything about the significance of the bowing position. And that's also what my brother was kind of believing as well. But when I told him, no, you're not meant to look at your feet, you're meant to look at your place of prostration, he was like, oh, okay, that's fine, that's cool then. These are these we're going through just showing that the eyesight in your salah should always be at your place of prostration. And you shouldn't move your head up or down, but you should keep it in a straight position and in line with your back and don't bend it downwards or move it upwards. The next part we're looking at is our arms and our hands and our fingers. So what I'm going through is basically how do our arms look? Where do we put our hands? What do our fingers look like? So that's what we're going to be answering in this next section. So the hadith we're looking at is in Jami At-Tirmidhi in the book of Salat, book number 2, hadith number 260. And this hadith is classed as Hassan or okay. And it goes like this. Abbas bin Sahl bin Saad narrated, 
Abu Humaid, Abu Usaid, Sahel bin Sa'ad and Muhammad bin Maslama were once together and they were mentioning the Salah of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Abu Humaid said, I am the most knowledgeable among you of the Salat of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Allah's Messenger would bow and place his hands on his knees as if he was grasping them and he would draw his forearms to hold them away from his sides. So from that hadith, what I want you to take away is the fact that the arms should be away from your sides. So having your arms away from your sides is actually kind of a natural thing. Whenever you're in the bowing position and you're gripping your knees with your hands, it's always a natural position to have your arms away from your sides. But you still find people who put their arms close to their stomach and that's not the right thing to do. You have to offer your salah like the Prophet peace be upon him and you would draw his forearms away from his sides. Now the next hadith we're looking at is in Sunan Abu Dawood. Book of Prayer, Hadith number 862, and this is an authentic Hadith. It's another long Hadith, but I want to just mention to you guys a certain part of that Hadith, and it goes like this. When he bowed, he placed his hands upon his knees and put his fingers below and kept his elbows, arms away from his sides. So again in this Hadith, what I want you to take away is the fact that the Prophet peace be upon him would keep his elbows away from his sides. So whenever you're making your Ruku, make sure that your elbows are away from your sides so that you know you're also praying like the Prophet peace be upon him. Let's move on to the next Hadith. This Hadith is in Sunan Abu Dawood, Book of Prayer, Hadith number 730. And this is also an authentic Hadith. Again, it is a long hadith which talks about the Prophet's prayer, peace be upon him. But what I want to take out from it is just the part relevant to the bowing position. So in this hadith, there is mention about how the fingers would be. So I'm just going to read to you that part. When he bowed, he clutched his knees with his palms and he opened his fingers. So that part there is what I want you guys to note that when you are grasping your knees, don't grasp your knees by putting your fingers close together. That's not what we want to do. What we want to do is open our fingers. We want to have a big hand gripping and grasping our knees because that's the way of the Prophet peace be upon him and his way is the best way because his guidance is the best guidance. And if any of you guys are not having your fingers spread apart and opened, you better change that because that's not the way of the Prophet peace be upon him and it's always important to follow the Prophet peace be upon him. So make sure you do that. Okay, the next section is being at ease. Now in this section, Albani describes how the Prophet peace be upon him was when he was bowing and he gives the references by Ibn Khuzayma and Ibn Hiban in their Sahihs. So Ibn Khuzayma and Ibn Hiban are another two scholars of Islam and they had their works and so Albani has taken a phrase from their works which is attributable to the Prophet peace be upon him and this one he classes it as authentic as Sahih. So in this hadith the Prophet peace be upon him is saying this when you make ruku, place your palms on your knees, then space your fingers out. Then remain like that until every limb takes its proper place. So from that you can immediately tell that when you are making ruku, 
you should remain in that same position until all your limbs are at ease. So I see this so many times at the mosque. You can see there are people when they're bowing, it's like standing up, then they bow, then they stand up straight away. That's not the right way to do it. In our bowing position, we must be at ease. Just like in all the other positions of our salah, it's important that we are at ease because that's the way of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And part of being at ease means we are also focusing and getting more benefit from our salah. Because I've noticed that whenever we're praying fast, it's usually because our mind is somewhere else. Our mind is on some certain activity which we need to do in the future. It's on some random thing to do with the current world. But by remaining calm, by understanding that you're in our position of salah and you're doing your bowing position, so you have to be at ease in your bowing position. The next hadith we're looking at is talking about how our back should be. Because when we're prostrating, I see this so many times, people's backs, they vary. So one person's back is super, super straight. Then you have a second person's back and it's as if they've not moved a lot from the standing position. Like whenever they are going for the bowing position, you can see that their back is still so high in the air. And you have another group of people who bend so far forward that, you know, they lose the whole structure of what the bowing position is meant to look like. And so uh, this next hadith is kind of going to give us some information on how our back should be when we are bowing. So this hadith is taken from Sahih Bukhari in the book of characteristics of prayer, hadith number 791. And obviously this hadith is authentic. So once again, it's a long hadith talking about the Prophet's prayer, peace be upon him. But I want to just go into the part which relates to how we should keep our back when we're in the bowing position. So in this hadith it says, And on bowing, he placed his hands on both knees and bent his back straight. So in this hadith, when there's the mention of bent his back straight, it's talking about being parallel to the ground. So when the word straight is used in this hadith, it's talking about the fact that it's parallel to the ground, meaning that it's not bent too much or bent too little, but it's like a perfect straightness. So guys, that's the end of this episode. I hope you've learned something about the bowing position and I'll speak with you guys in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.